Welcome to the new pod order, brought to you by FFD260, with your hosts, Joel, Nick, and Alfredo. Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of New Pod Order. I am your host, Joel Davis. Uh, with me as always, I have Nick Brown. Yep. And AJ Flores. Tamales and chimichangas. <laughs> Sorry, Alfredo Flores. Um, today we've got a lot of news for you. Um, pretty pretty decent sized show. We had a pretty low scoring week nine. Um, obviously a lot, of, a lot of stars are injured right now. Seems to be... Seems to be a trend happening throughout the NFL in the last couple of years. Um, let's go ahead and jump right in and get to it. So the low scoring continues this week uh, on average per week um, for the last three years. 2017 has been on decline since 2015 in scoring. Um, this this has caused a lot of people to, to believe that the product is bad and that because offenses aren't scoring as much that the NFL isn't as exciting to watch. Um, what do you guys What do you guys think about this pr- bad product narrative? Um, you guys think that really people aren't watching the NFL now because it's not as exciting? Uh, there's very, very exciting games to watch. You just have to find them. I don't care if nobody else watches. I watch, so fuck it. Yeah, I just don't. I just think it's bullshit. I just think that the, at the end of the day, we're still going to watch Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage play football. Like, that's... It's it's just like it's like a drug to us. Like it's so exciting and fun. And even when the final score is ten to seven, it's just it's better than anything else. Better than any other sport there is. Um, I just think that it is just. I mean, there's there's nothing else like it. I mean, th- th- there's a reason that that only seventeen weeks we get it for, and it's just like every week. It's I, I'm sad. Exactly. Every week I'm sad because I'm like, oh no, we've only got like eight weeks left, seven weeks. Well, I mean, it's just like every week it's just gets closer to the end. And then I just, you know, fear that I'm gonna have to watch like basketball or something in January. Like, I will I will say though, this past World Series was exciting as hell to watch. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees weren't in it, so it wasn't a huge ordeal. No, but... that was a good part. <laughs> the great part. Yeah, yeah it was a great part. Well, uh, my point is with this low scoring, um, I think that you have to, you know, be able to to adapt and identify teams that that obviously like the Rams and the Eagles. And, you know, it's we're going into week 10 now. If you if you haven't adjusted and figured this out by now, you're probably not doing so hot anyways. But, you know, you have to be quick to buy and, and buy into these offenses because, you know, the NFL changes so much from year to year, whether or not we realize it, it does. And, you know. The Eagles are, are good. Now, will they be at the caliber they're at this time next year? Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to tell. AJ, obviously, you think they're going to be probably 10 times better because you're a moron, but, you know, that's just that what it is. signed, idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, once you guys give JJ like $10 million a year, I mean, you'll, be, still you'll be still got two more years <laughs> underneath his rookie contract. That's awesome. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. But, right. uh, but yeah, I, I do think like it's – but but seriously, I, I do think that that it is kind of a sharp move that to go out and buy buy like even Jared Goff in like a two QB league, for example. I mean, people may think that they're being sharp and selling him at high right now, but you know, Sean McVay is is for real. Like the Rams are for real. They are going to be very good for the foreseeable future. And you know these these teams that we had in our minds maybe weren't didn't have a lot of fantasy goodness. Now they do. 
Yeah. I, I like Jared Goff. Um, <laughs> he's like a start pretty consistently. Um, mm. Seems to be a little bit matchup proof because of the head coaching now um, and having a decent running back to follow up. I don't know if I'd call him matchup proof, he's but he's 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 a, a huge jump from where he was last year. I mean, part of that all ninety eight percent of that is the coaching and the yeah. play calling and whatever. But I mean, I'm still not convinced I mean, he's actually good. You're not convinced he's good. I, I'm still not actually convinced he's good. I'm not saying that you need to buy week. him because of that. I'm not saying that, that last week. I, I'm not saying that you need to buy him because he's actually good. I'm just saying that offense is good. Right. And, and So you want to have a share of that exactly, offense. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going out and buying – I mean, I'm buying Sammy Watkins still just because I, I fucking love that kid and he's just so talented. But, you know, I'm not going out – Without Sammy Watkins, really. I mean – Well, Watkins is there helping to take some of the coverage away. Well, yeah, so, but, I mean, like, he's not utilizing him like he should is what I'm – like. He, they're not just because he's not him throwing him the ball doesn't mean he's not yeah. helping. Well, I mean, he's helping, but I'm saying... As, I, I will give you that. That is that is very, very true, Nick. And I feel like a lot of people lose that. And a lot of people really don't realize that them still getting Sammy Watkins has really opened this offense up mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, you know, if they just had Cooper Cup and Robert Woods as their starting two receivers, I, I just would have a hard time believing that they're going to... that they go and score as many points as they have right, right. now. Um, but, but with that being said... Yeah, I mean, you're not buying Todd Gurley right now. If you are buying Todd Gurley, you're 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 selling everything. I mean, you're you're going to give you're up a lot. You're paying out of the ass. Yeah, and, but if you're trying yeah, to now, it exactly. makes sense. If you're selling a bunch of it, it could, but I mean, but I mean, you know, would you move David Johnson right now for Todd Gurley? Yes. Yep. You would yes, really I'll take Todd Gurley over David Johnson straight up. <sighs> part of it is part of it is that <sighs> offense, and Arians isn't a lock to be in there after <sighs> this year. I feel you like got, you all just fucked me up. I didn't even know Goff, that. Like, I'm shocked. Goff is young. Uh, Palmer might be done at the end of the year. They've got nothing behind him. Fitz might be done at the end of the year. They've got nothing behind him. Their offensive line isn't what it used to be. Granted, Adrian Peterson is running, I don't know how. But historical 36 ah, times right. at age 32. No, I mean. Historical like, 36 times. Like, he's, he's, he's past his prime, but he's still like hitting – well, he he got what was it? He he had the most carries of his entire career this yeah. past week. Yeah. But you can't yeah. you can't bet on that. But when Johnson comes back, you don't know what his long term. Like he's a beast. I'm not going to say that he's not good. But in that offense, there's a lot more youth and upside in LA than there is in Arizona to help take the pressure off of the running back. Like we were talking about how Sammy Watkins opens things up for the other wide receivers. Well, it opens it up for the running backs too. But he Johnson might not have that come next year, so it might be just all on him. So they're going to see stack boxes. So I, I'm not not trying to get Johnson. And if if I can buy him somewhat low right now, I'm not going to say no. Go eat shit. But I think, that, I think that what you guys just told me is you can buy him low right now because I think Todd Gurley for him. Because I think I mean in my opinion, I think if you're selling Todd Gurley, obviously like you're selling if you're selling, you're selling him high. And, you know, if you can – I think if you trade him, if you're on a team right now that isn't contending, moving him for David Johnson I think could be – and if you – obviously if you could get David Johnson plus something for Todd Gurley, i do that instantly. But I just – I never realized that 
that that's like I an option. Tyrelly, I think Todd Gurley is just on that cusp of joining those big three names at the beginning of the year we were talking about for running backs with the new head coaching. Definitely now, yeah. See, I just don't because I, I mean I understand that Todd Gurley is getting a lot of receiving work and but he's and he getting is getting a lot of is... touchdowns and that's what separates a lot. He's a but he's a three down. No, no, now I understand. He's, now he's a three down back, which no. he wasn't last year and he wasn't the year before. But so here's, now that he's getting the, the but third down, here is the difference, though. No, here's the difference. Him and he, okay, but DJ and Le'Veon, they are receivers, right? And and Todd Gurley is not like he's a running back that catches balls. Like he's he's a pass catching running back. I'm not saying like. Like Wait, he is not like a, that he, makes he, him a receiver. He, he does not line up in the slot. He doesn't run forty routes a game like Le'Veon does. Like Le'Veon does not run Johnson. forty routes a game. You shit your butt, dude. Le'Veon, there there were a couple games this this or last year that Le'Veon ran more wide receiver routes than any other receiver on the team. So I mean, you know, it's it's hard for me to say that Todd Gurley is in that tier with him just because he is still a running back. He's like he's not. I just. I will never. I, it's hard for me to really put him um, real in quick, that. Here breaking news Lex. for your Colts is uh, Vontae Davis might be out for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Moving just on. Came out. Just Moving. Came out. On. Anyways, back to Gurley. Moving on. Um. Actually, actually, let's let's move on from 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 the Gurley talk. Let's move on to um next next bit of news. Um. Ben McAdoo it has quote unquote lost his team, lost the locker room. Um, I, I believe that he's probably going to end up being the first head coach fired. Nick and I were kind of talking about it a little bit. I'm not so sure he agrees with me. Um, well, what do you think, AJ? Uh, I actually would love him to stay in the NFC East just because <laughs> he's on the Giants and they're <laughs> awful. So that'd be mm-hmm. awesome. But uh, for real, on a serious note, I think he probably is one of the first guys fired. Him and Hugh Jackson are probably like the first two that need to go. Um, I don't think it's going to be Hugh. It, it probably, I mean, the Browns are going to Browns it up some more, but um, the Giants, they have pieces there. It's not like they don't have a like solid set of team already. I think it's definitely coaching's holding them back or, or whoever's running the ship. I mean, if you saw the video of McAdoo's postgame where he's like, Oh, what kind of speech did you give your team after at the halftime? Um, 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 yeah. Um, I think um, I think he's yeah. No, it was bad. So I mean, Nick, what do you what do you think? I know you don't really agree with us that much. Well, no, what we were talking about is yeah. There's a lot of head coaching changes that need to be done in Indianapolis, in New York, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to do it in the middle of the season. I think that if I don't know. Like, the The people that are going to be available to coach are going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty slim pickings. Well, it's going to be slim pickings. Nobody's going to want to come in mid season. Yeah. They're going to want to come in at the end of the season. Well, they would so, have to hire from within. I would. Well, say. right, and just have an interim. You yeah. See what kind of coaching you got in there? What guys can run the ship? But if you really, if it's that bad, where it's from top, like in Indianapolis, for example, from top down, they're just awful coaching. So they're not going to give the job to Chudzinski. They're not going to yeah. give the job to Monacino. They're not going to give the job to Joe Philbin. It, oh, it's, yeah, like you might as well just wait until you can get a hold of Right, and, and as bad as they're coaching right now, it's just helping them get a better draft pick. So why would you fuck that up and like yeah. want to spark your team to... Bad teams make bad moves. Um, but... The, but the, the Giants are not bad a bad organization though, Fredo. The, like the, GM the Giants the Giants are, are 
are a good organization. I mean, like any, I mean, whatever. I know this is what everybody goes back to, but anybody that beats Tom Brady in two Super Bowls is not a bad organization. It's just what it is. Like, I know that's everybody's go-to with the Giants and Eli, but it's it's a big deal because Tom Brady's the goat. So, you know, it it, it does mean something. So, I, I don't I, I don't consider them a bad organization. Saying bad teams stay bad, I don't think applies to the Giants. No, they were definitely like the talk of the off season to be good, and mm-hmm. it's got to be coaching. I mean, they had the pieces. Well, I mean, losing OBJ hurt obviously big time, but but like I was kind of saying, had him for like three or four games, and they still barely won. They won their first game without him. True, but but I'm saying that look at how look at how poorly Eli is playing without OBJ. I mean it's yeah, it is look. very it is very clear. Yeah, look. Yeah. It is very look. clear that, you know, OBJ has inflated his numbers, especially last year. Um totally inflated. And I mean <laughs> Oh Jesus. And I mean, you know, Evan Ingram is Evan Ingram's good. Like I think he's he's their second receiver and he's a legit NFL receiver. I'm not so sure. I'm not. Well, I'm not so sure he's actually like a tight end. I I never see him block. So like, it's hard for me to really. Who do they think have of to catch the ball? You got, can't have him block. I don't. I mean, they've got Sterling Shepard, your boy. That's one guy. One guy I mean, is not going to catch all. Shane Vereen. Victor Cruz is a free agent. When's the last time Shane Vereen's been relevant? Shane Vereen like ran more routes than the receivers. <laughs> Is he, is he... Yeah, that that just doesn't sound accurate. Um, so, so yeah, Ben McAdoo fired. Um, hopefully, maybe nah, too soon, too soon for Anthony Lane. I'm not calling it yet. Oh no, too soon. Um, so let's go ahead and move on. Uh, next bit of news: Martellus Bennett. Done. Uh, he was kind of an off season guy that a lot of people really were were touting. Uh, but he was cut for failure to disclose a medical condition. Herpes. That's a <laughs> that's a new one. Uh, not not herpes, but failure to disclose medical condition. Herpes um, is a new. One. <laughs> uh, it's it, it man, it sucks because I thought that with him and Aaron Rodgers, it was just going to be like a perfect storm. He was going to catch ten touchdowns, and well, Rodgers got hurted. Yeah, but it didn't. Oh, it, it didn't matter that oh. Rodgers. Rogers got hurt. It didn't matter. He was irrelevant without him, and or he was irrelevant with him. He's irrelevant without him. Um, the Patriots are probably going to pick him up, and he's probably going to win another Super Bowl. And it'll just be, you know, what if he goes great life. Chiefs? I mean, obviously, failure to disclose medical condition. Once we figure out what the medical condition is, spoiler alert: it's not herpes. Personality um, disorder. You don't know that. I, I mean, you know, if it's something that. That is obviously just a minor issue that somebody could pick him up. I would imagine he doesn't. I mean, I have, I have a tough time seeing him clear waivers. What if I he mean, goes if he to is... New Orleans? Actually, that actually AJ is a great place for him to go. That just came like came to my head. Tight end need. Kobe Fleener mm-hmm. is not the greatest. Martellus Bennett it would be. Fun, uh, I like... think you meant to say. I think you meant to say Kobe Fleener is very bad. Is what I think you meant to say. Yeah, that anyways, he fucking but sucks. Bennett would. <laughs> Definitely destroy it inside that offense because Breeze would have somebody just force feed like Ben Watson. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, that just proves that Kobe Fleener fucking sucks. When Ben Watson can produce in there, but Kobe Fleener, oh, dude, he's just so bad. Like Dwayne Allen. I I think the the worst thing Kobe Fleener ever did, worst thing Kobe Fleener ever did was cut his hair. Worst, worst career move ever. <laughs> Nick loved it. Nick loved those locks and Worst career move. Yeah, whatever. 
speaking of speaking of the Packers, um, Mike McCarthy came out and said that Tom Montgomery and Aaron Jones will be used as a dreaded running back by committee. That's, that's like just the four worst words you can hear in fantasy football. Oh, in fantasy football, yeah. And, I mean, what are we doing with Ty Mott and Aaron Jones? I own a fair amount of Aaron Jones. And, right. and I mean, I'm not I, – I really don't know what I'm doing. What do you I guys think? I can't believe Aaron Jones is fetching first-round picks. It's unbelievable. I couldn't – when I tried to trade for him and somebody's like, no, you got to offer me a first for him. I was like, what? They're like, oh, yeah, I look at trades daily, and that's what he's going for. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not happening for Aaron Jones. No, you're not happening for Aaron Jones. <laughs> so what if so what if you own him right now? What are you doing? Punch. I mean, guess I'm holding him because I mean, I yeah. in our league. I, I'm just holding him. Because his value, his stock is plummeting. So just wait it out and see if he – Ride the lightning. Just see if he gets back on top of the or whatever. I don't know. Just hold him until he, his value goes up. If it goes down, fuck it, whatever. All like, right. Here's what I think. And it's basically the truth, obviously. Everything I say is the truth. Um, I think that Timon is going to resurge as the lead back. And that he is, he is actually the better pass-catching running back. And it may not. It probably won't matter this year much because neither of them are going to have a lot of value with Hundley. But I, I think that next year, Timeout will still be the running back to him. I really do. Well, here, okay. I think okay. I think to buy Timeout for his lower. Because I mean, he's still low. His value is still low. It hasn't gone up at all. While Aaron Jones is, is plummeting. So I think that people are still trying to sell Timeout for you know a penny on the dollar. And you know, I mean, what if you can get Timeout for? A late third round pick? I mean, I'd do that all day. What are you going to get in the late third? You're not well, going to get somebody. I mean, in the late third, you're probably going to get somebody that's going to get cut. You know, so just to have somebody that's on a team for a late third round or just a you know, random third, I'd probably take time on all day there. Well, in, in rookie drafts, Aaron uh, Aaron Jones was like a third, third round pick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're not. It's not like you you gave up a first round to draft this guy, and yeah. In redraft, you picked him up as a mid-season waiver claim, or you know, just off the free agent shit heap. So, if you've got him, just wait. Don't yeah. sell him for pennies on the dollar. You don't like they they benched him or they they made this committee because he missed a block. Like yeah. otherwise, he he was looking good for a couple of weeks. So now that he missed a block, he's in a timeshare and. I don't. I don't have all the faith in the world in Ty Montgomery. And oh, yeah? I didn't draft him in any league. I stayed away because I don't really think he was all that great to begin with. So, it if I own Aaron Jones, I'm definitely sitting, and I'm just gonna wait for Ty Mont to not be great. But so we just sold all of Ty Mont, so he's got to be bad. And, <laughs> Yeah, and he was one of the biggest Timeont supporters, and he quickly dropped all of his but, shit. But but being sharp is is not just about being on a guy; it's about knowing when to sell him too, though. So, so that was that was sharp. I mean, okay, we can edit that out. Yep. Um, <laughs> so we we're just talking about coaches maybe fired, coaches that are maybe whatever on the quote unquote hot seat. I fucking hate that take, but or that term. But I think Mike McCarthy actually has a chance to lose his job. 
And yeah. I mean, dude, I'm telling you, it's it is. There is a realistic shot at that. I really do think he has a shot. At, I know that you know losing losing Aaron Rodgers, it's it's tough for them to fire him with with Aaron Rodgers gone. But like, I'm not like I'm really not so sure. Mike McCarthy is a good coach. He makes a lot of terrible decisions. Wasn't there like a video of like Aaron Rodgers saying like no to a play call, like dumb call or something earlier dude, on in the season against like Cincinnati? Well, I mean, it, there for a while, or it was, I think it was in 2016, Mike McCarthy wasn't calling the plays. Mike McCarthy was calling the plays. He wasn't calling the plays. He's call, like, and, you know, it was basically when they were playing well, well, Mike McCarthy's, okay, we're not playing well. I'm not calling the plays. Like, it just, it, it's, it really kind of seems like he's just riding the whole, I'm the green base coach and Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. And I think they're making him look a lot better of a coach than he really is. I really do. Like, I could see it would not shock me if they fired Mike McCarthy. Like I don't think they're going to. Like, I don't think they're actively looking to. But like, it wouldn't be. I mean, it wouldn't be shocking. I just don't think it would be. So what? Rogers has been out. What two weeks? Three weeks? Mm-hmm. God, like four weeks. No, he played oh, three in games, right? Or yeah, okay. Had a bye week. Yeah, it's like three, something like that. Three games. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, because he got knocked out week six. That's what it is against the Vikings. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's going to get fired. I, he's going to hang this season on Rodgers getting hurt. So it's, I know it's a hot take. He's, he's, I, I know that is, but I just think that whenever you have that team that, you know, every year everybody predicts the Packers to be in and or around the Super Bowl. And... You know, it seems like with Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and, you know, when their defense is not good, their defense is very bad. But it, it seems like they should always be in it, but they haven't been. And they haven't really been competitive. And I know losing A-Rod, that, that sucks. But it's just, I don't know. I feel like in Green Bay, if, if you don't produce and you don't win championships, they get rid of you. I mean, I think uh, Turd Cutter in Tampa Bay is probably out. That would yeah. be somebody I'd look at. Yeah, I agree. He's and if they don't, then well, I don't know what the fuck Tampa Bay's doing. <laughs> um, moving on, talking about some more running backs. Um, C.J. Anderson was is is limited here. He's been limited all week. He's still limited today with an ankle injury. He got um, fucked up last week. Yeah, he only played twenty three snaps, um, which was obviously kind of game flow dependent. He he's not in an incredible amount when they are down, but. Um, it does sort of seem like they're trying to involve Devontae Booker and Jamal Charles a little more. Um, I'm really – I don't own any of any of this backfield really, but what do you guys suggest doing with this backfield? Stay away. I wish I could. Like, it's, it, it's a – Devontae Booker is now kind of their passing down back. And then you got Jamal Charles and C.J. Anderson splitting carries for the first two downs. You can't, you can't really rely on any one of them to be productive because there's three of them. So I mean, I, I picked up Devonte just as a flyer in a couple leagues, mm-hmm. but I'm not. I can they start D'Angelo Anderson, please? <laughs> he yeah, had one good play against the Bears. No, I know, but in the season. But he is like one of those guys. This team's that trash. It, uh, that's what I mean. He's one of those guys that you you do kind of have to wonder. You're like, I mean, what's what's the harm in giving him a shot? I mean, Devontae Booker, I don't know, man. People were really high on him for a while, and 
thought he was going to be the guy. I just don't think he's all that special. I think he's kind of a one-trick pony. Like, you know, he's trick. He, What's his trick? What's his trick? What's his trick? His trick is he catches the ball, he makes one move, and tries to run fast, and that's it. That's like a tricks. That's it. He makes a cut, and if that cut doesn't work, then he's tackled, and it's it. like, you know, he's not. It's not like he's patient. Like he takes the ball and he just takes off with it. He's not a patient runner. He doesn't really, you know, wait for the play to unfold. You know, C.J. Anderson is a is a much better running back, obviously. But it was similar to I the Eagles in the first couple weeks where they had all these running backs and nobody knew what to do with them. It's kind of similar to the Eagles now where they have all these running backs and nobody knows what to do with them. Yeah, but at least they're good. Like, true. Hopefully true. play one of them and it booms. I'll give you that. But fuck anybody that played Jay Ajayi last week. <laughs> I mean, I had him in the sit because I just didn't think he was going to get those kind of looks against that line, but... Boy, you blew Jesus. that one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> wow, yeah. I'll be sure to fucking retweet the shit out of that. <laughs> Nobody knew that was coming. He knew, like, three plays. I, I run left, run played. right, run left, run right. right. Yeah, basically. And, and he got a run left. through a hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I saw I saw the play flick cross red zone, and and uh, Scott Hansen said, and look at what JJ. I was like, no, <laughs> no, God no, and then he just takes off for the touchdown. I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. But no, he it really it really happened, and you know whatever. I guess I guess JJ will be fine next year in that offense, but. I just can't trust him. I can't trust any running back in that offense. I think Until after they... the bye week, you can trust him. I think he, he's actually, like, Peterson released these guys to go do whatever they wanted for this week, really. To, like, go home, chill, kind of stay in shape. Ajayi's, club. Ajayi's working out there, learning more plays with the offense right now. Like, or not with the offense, but with the coach. With the well, I'd hope he would be. I would hope he would be doing that because he just fucking touched down in Philly, like, like three days ago like he should yeah he should be doing that that's i don't give guys credit for things they should be doing if you told me that he was in miami uh you know in the strip club somewhere like with edgar and james like you know what i'm not what no i'm saying james is a saint stop edge is is the man he owns a strip club down there dude i want to go there and and party edge yeah one yeah come on we're going there uh, but, but you know, anyway. if he was doing that, then I would be concerned. But I don't think him doing what he should be doing is like, you know, that's fine and that's that's good. It's not a bad thing. But I don't think like it's a boost to his value. But because after, he's, after oh, like that's... he came over from Miami, they said that he had like a locker room problem, and he's not having that now. I don't. It might be because he was just on a bad team that obviously maybe they gave out. him a bigger locker. I mean, yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever think maybe he was like? You know, next to a super stinky guy, like his locker was just bad, and just he put him in a bad bit. Wow, he was next that, to Jay. Oh, yeah, Jay was always smoking cigarettes and he couldn't breathe. That was the problem. Right, we figured it out. That's why he wanted to leave Miami. Secondhand He's... smoke is just as bad. Fourth <laughs> round pick, I'll take it. Yeah. Anyways, good move by the Eagles. Uh, I guess I guess they're gonna win the Super Bowl, and it's guaranteed. And Stop. there's it's absolutely guaranteed. So. You know, there's no way they can lose the Super Bowl now. I uh, can't wait to get tickets because it's going to be here. So a... I'll get tickets to watch the the, the Philadelphia Eagles, and oh, it's going to be so much fun because <laughs> they're so good. All right, well, stop. All right, so right, Le'Veon so... Bell is on pace for 458 touches this season. Stop with the pace. Earlier. So sick of the fucking pace argument. God. 
Yeah, that'd be the we're second most through in week NFL nine, history. Though, Nick. That'd we're be the nine. second most in NFL history. Stop with the pace. Okay, but we're we're halfway through the season, though. I'll give him the pace on the touches because no. we're halfway through. We're over halfway through. He's the gotten pace. X amount of carries to this point in the season. Fuck the pace argument. Okay. Well, so I don't know. So he matches his first half production. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Listen, I don't know who pissed in Nick's Cheerios this morning. But whoever did it needs to apologize because <laughs> he is not very happy with Le'Veon Bell being on pace to be the greatest running no, back. No, no, it's, it's not. Oh, my God. Doesn't he it's face not, Indy this week? It's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why he's going to be on pace for 550 touches after this week. Yeah. After the first carry of the game, I'm going to be like, he's on pace for 87 touches this game. <laughs> <laughs> 87 did you can you believe that shit uh, all right speaking of other uh running backs fucking let's move on this, this show's off the rails um Devontae Adam Thielen is on pace to finish as a top three wide receiver no uh, you can't trust the pace argument shut up well <laughs> wow wow yeah okay anyways whoever pissed in next year is come out and apologize um Devontae hey, Freeman this morning Joel suffered an injury in the fourth quarter of Sunday's game um, he's been limited all week, but he does seem to be on track to play. I just say this because, you know, ankle injuries are finicky, and with running backs especially, obviously it's very important for them to be able to cut, especially Devontae Freeman, because he's one of the best running backs in the league. Um, so you should monitor this. If he doesn't play or if something happens pregame, obviously everybody knows Tevin Coleman gets a huge boost, but it's just something to be aware of, and if you're not aware of it, then get aware of it. So, um, do you guys have anything to say? Do you guys, I mean, other than just Atlanta is bad and they fell so far the from. The OC is awful. That's what it is. Just, I think the Super Bowl, Super Bowl hangover is real. No, I think that's. Blaming OC. If Kyle Shanahan was still there, they'd probably be right where they were last year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Obviously, Shanahan makes a big difference, but. But. but... Players got to execute something. I mean, they still know how to play football. It's not like it changed from last year either. Well, that's what I'm saying is that Matt Ryan was playing out of his mind last year. Everybody knew that that he was it was, it was the best season he probably will ever have in his career last year. Well, no doubt. But, but nobody no thought. Doubt. <laughs> but nobody. No but, doubt. But there was no doubt that he would still be a good quarterback. Like chill out. Be, yeah, I mean. Damn it! Oh God damn it! Let's just end the show now. Uh, <laughs> but he. It, it, Bye. Way. Okay, so Devontae Freeman. If he plays, you're playing him. Tevin Coleman, don't play him if Devontae plays because I think he's, that offense is not cannot support two I running backs Tevin. anymore. What you're saying is if Devontae Freeman plays, you play him. If he doesn't play, you don't play him. Yes. Okay, got hard, it. Hard-hitting hard knowledge on this podcast. I play Tev regardless if Freeman plays just because of the injury. I don't because I don't. I disagree. Okay, I Tevin Coleman. Just, I just don't think that At least that offense – at least it'll be one of us wrong in that bowl. True, true. Uh, all right, so moving on. Some good news, guys. Good news here. I'm so excited. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Teddy too good. Teddy, Teddy Bridge H2O is activated from the pup list. Now, granted, he's not like actually going to be playing football anytime soon, but he is he's activated from the pup list. And he is actually. I saw that he's actually third on the depth chart. That he's actually. Um, Stop saying actually. So actually, 
<laughs> Teddy B is probably not going to play. Who's I mean, he behind? Kyle he's behind. Sloter. He's behind Kyle Sloter and and your he boy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Lobster, dude. I'm excited about this though because Teddy B at least gives another a little bit more of a chance for that offense to be mobile and move the ball. Case Keenum actually though, I don't care what you guys say, he has surprised me in that offense. He really has because of how terrible he was with Jeff Fisher. I think we all kind of forgot that Jeff Fisher's bad. That's what I'm saying. That everybody that was in that offense, we just immediately have been like they're they're not serviceable. They can't do anything in the NFL. Well, that's not true. Obviously, Case Keenum has been pretty good. I mean, you know, Adam Thielen, he's on pace to be a top three wide receiver. <laughs> uh, that's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. Uh, but but I really do love Teddy B. And and you know he's a really good dude. And I hope that he comes back and and succeeds. Um, if he does come back, I really don't think it's a bump to any of the receivers. Actually, maybe maybe Kyle Rudolph would be the only one I would think it would maybe take a little bit of a bump. But yeah, I mean, any any to do anything for either of you guys? Him coming back? No, not much. I mean, probably it might actually. I, I don't know. Um, is Case Keenum's accuracy better than Bridgewater's? Or was Bridgewater a pretty accurate quarterback up there, Nick? Um, he was no. he was fairly accurate from what I I remember. Like he's gotten better Ke- every year. Keenum's a gunslinger, so he's just gonna chuck that shit deep. So, he he has no problem throwing the ball, whereas Bridgewater is a little more of a um uh like, an what, like, game a, like a game manager, yeah, like a like a gloved Rich Gannon. Like well, he'll, I, think, he'll... I think it could boost them sh- down like short field wise down the field. They probably won't take as many shots, so you'll see less. Oh no! Like overall He's... yards. I th- I think it'll help the offense be more efficient. Yeah, they're not gonna be they're they're not gonna get the huge huge. Uh, chunk yardage, but they'll they'll move the ball a little better than they had. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Bridgewater could bump them up a little bit in PPR standard, not really helping them. I actually think passes. I think it would be sharp to move Jarek McKinnon before Teddy Bridgewater comes back because Teddy B is going to take away his rushing. Which, granted, this is all hypothetical that he is as good as he was, and that his knee is okay and he can run on it and. That you know he's not at a point that he is basically going to just sit in a pocket, and I hope he isn't because he's not the kind of quarterback that can just sit in a pocket. So, you know, if he does have his mobility back, it kind of hurts Jarek McKinnon. You know, next year Dalvin Cook because he does you know have have that touchdown potential, and whether you know even if it's only two three rushing touchdowns he gets in a year, that's still significant enough to make a little bit of a difference. So, um, so what I'm you're saying, saying is. What you're saying is, if if he starts, you should start him, and if he doesn't start, then you shouldn't start him. No, I didn't say that. I actually would not start him if he was starting. So, oh. I would I would not start him actually because I'm starting Case Keenum. So, um, I I've got one more news for actually just kidding, a couple more quarterback news. One news more news. Notes. One more news. One more bit of news is what I was going to say. You douchebag. Yo. Um, Tj Tj Yates. Is getting first team reps for the Texans. Moving on. Uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien says that it is not because he's starting, and it is not because he is going to be the quarterback. It's just to get him into the offense a little bit. So, basically, Tom Savage has got like 
a quarter and a half next game before he gets benched. I don't even know if it'll be that. Yeah, it's you just guys almost see that comeback. Almost yeah, see that I comeback. Saw that. I didn't almost see it. I saw did you see how that they almost, almost comeback? came back. <laughs> Douchebag. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um, it's so sad, did man. You realize if they would have touched T.Y. Hilton when I was down, they might have won that game. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty hilarious. So when T.Y. popped up, and ran in for that touchdown, I was like, "Wait a minute!" The big argument that happened in FFD. Um, he's down. Uh, no, he's not. He should have gave himself up. Bad, bad, bad officiating. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's actually the same move that Marvin Harrison did against the Broncos like six, seven, eight years ago. Like he went down what, like that and then popped you sure up. Not nine, ten, eleven years ago. It could have been or, twelve, thirteen, or five, seventeen. It's a while back. Either way, the Texans is what we were talking about. Man, it sucks. Deshaun Watson, like how quickly, like we were just so happy in the NFL. Like the NFL was rolling. Houston was buzzing. The Eagles, the Rams, like we just got a lot of high-powering offenses that was looking, and then just Sean Watson tears his ACL. Because he's not top five dynasty quarterback. It's just sad. Yeah, not top five. Not top five. Yeah, I mean, still had Andrew Luck though. Um, speaking of the last last little bit, last little bit of uh, quarterback news. Oh, you're such a fuck. Um, New York Jets want Josh McCown back in 2018 because they just couldn't get enough in 2017, boys. They are they're building for the future, and they're starting with Josh McCown. Solid piece, solid starting piece. You know, he's a great foundation. He gets a revenge game this week against the, the Buccaneers along with ASJ. Revenge game. Every revenge game is a re- every game is a revenge every game for revenge Josh. Every game is a revenge game? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, every you are game right. because, because he's played for fucking every team in the NFL. So, like, it's not a revenge game when you've played for 10 teams. Like, it doesn't count. I don't, I don't think that counts. <sighs> Anyways, he's a great building piece. And uh, they Anyways. just keep moving with him. Anyways. The Jets, Jets just keep just, keep Bryce Petty learning from the goat. When, are, did, when did McCown? Well, yeah, he played for like six games, didn't he? <laughs> for uh, for Tampa Bay, the box, yeah, I yeah. Thought he started like, the season before Glennon came back or came in. He, no, he was there with Glennon. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he and Glennon were there together. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. The, Glennon's the look, so good, he got benched from McCown, and yet really? the Bears went with Glennon. That, that's so Josh McCown's whole career. You sit there and go, wait a minute. When did he play for them? That is Josh <laughs> McCown's entire career. That is why when AJ said revenge game, I'm like, no, there's not. No, like, Fitz, come on. Fitz Magic versus Josh McCown, revenge games of the year. <laughs> revenge game. Well, um, my friend, you need some better revenge. Somebody needs to do some more shit to you or something because mm-hmm. that is, that's some sad revenge you got going on there. That is not exciting. Not not exciting at all. It's like the pity bowl. We're going to call that one the pity bowl because I don't know yeah. who I feel more sorry for. Well, I mean, what does this mean for the Jets, though? Like, the Jets are be, are basically good enough right now. Didn't they that only they're going to count six mil, though? Well, I know, but I'm saying that they are trying. I mean, they, their roster is not built to win now. They need to build for the future. They need to try and get a franchise quarterback. And I mean that's how you build in the NFL. You get a franchise quarterback and you build around them. It's not it's not a huge secret. You have to have a franchise quarterback. Did you submit your resume? I was going to, 
but it must have got shuffled in with Andrew Luck's paperwork. Oh, that could happen because he it, doesn't have that paperwork. Well, I just because like I've been healthier than he has since September of 2015. Uh, not really, because you ate those chimichangas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How but, how sick were you last night? We were supposed to record. Um, I don't appreciate all this negativity you guys are bringing to the podcast. Yeah, you started, and, bitch. If you, could, if you could dial it back a little bit. Um. So a little bit of Thursday night news and notes. Paul Richardson is questionable for Thursday night. He has not practiced all week. And if he does not play, that is a pretty big bump to Tyler Lockett, I think. Yes. Um, obviously, they're playing They're playing Arizona Cardinals. So actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Patrick Peterson does not cover the slot corner. Or no. does not cover the slot He is not. He is not. He is not the slot corner, is what no, I'm saying. He's say. covering whoever's he, on the right side. He does not cover the slot. He covers he it on the right side. He shadows from time to time, though. He, so, he, is, he, he is, does. He can be a shadow corner. He does. But I actually don't. I actually think it might be better off to say Jimmy Graham is the safest play in this, in this game. And that those couple targets might go to Jimmy Graham because he's, I mean, he's, he's not going to get targeted or he's not going to get covered over the middle by Patrick Peterson and Baldwin, whatever, if he, if he gets shadowed or if Lockett is one that gets shattered by, shattered by Patrick Peterson, I don't want either one of them. So I would say Jimmy Graham is probably the must start and he's probably going to be the one. Somebody's going to eat this week. Play Russ, them all because somebody's going to get Seattle is, is back. Like they are back. It is. I'm telling you, they it's just back lost to the Redskins at home. I, I don't care. Russell Wilson is a bad man. He is a so bad, bad. He lost. You're he's right. Good. He's bad. He's awful. He's good. He is. He's so bad. He's good. But he, it, it is, it is. I'm telling you, man. It once, once Dwayne Brown gets in that week, or he gets in another week, the offense. Hopefully, they can get Eddie Lacy out of there and realize that that's just not going to happen. But Seattle is is a lot better than I think people are giving them credit for. I do. Um. Do you guys have anything to say about Paul Richardson or Lockett or start, no, I don't care start about them all because they're just all going to eat because there's no run game for Seattle. True, true. So, I'd... Somebody's going to have to catch it. That's about the only way they're going to get into it. And I'm sure that this game is probably going to be like a fucking nine to six game through the first three quarters, and there's going to be a touchdown in the fourth to win the game, and that's going to be the end of it. And it's going to be really fucking boring because it's either really boring or really great games. I don't know. I think I think Seattle beats them pretty easily. I think that uh, that their defense is just. I mean, Drew Stanton is bad, and Drew Stanton is going to turn over the ball multiple times. Seattle's which, defense might might even end up getting. Which getting, defense you know, would you rather have, the, Arizona's or Washington's? Cole Beasley. <laughs> it's always Cole Beasley. Um, um. I mean, I don't know what, what you're talking about. Like rest of season, like, like on my team, whose like would this you rather week. Start with if you had to build a team, which defense would you rather have, Washington's or Arizona's? Arizona's. Okay then. Washington held Seattle to eight points through the first 58 minutes of the game. Okay. Arizona's defense, if you're saying this is better, therefore a low, low scoring. That's not how football works, AJ. It doesn't work that way. True. Game flow and and you know every week is so different and matchups are so important on a weekly basis that you can't say that because this defense beat them last week this defense is better than them this week so then therefore they're going to win like that logic just is doesn't 
I don't think that really weighs out. I mean, there I, I'm sure I can go find a million examples where that doesn't work out. I mean, look at Denver. NFC West Denver, games are Denver, Denver got blanked. Denver got blanked by by the Chargers. I mean, does that mean the Chargers defense is better than Denver's defense? Yes. Significantly twenty one. No, no 20, it doesn't mean that at all. Exactly. I would take the Denver defense any day over the, the San Diego defense. Exactly. So I mean, you know, that's what I'm saying. That logic I just don't think holds true. Um this game's in Arizona too, so that makes it even tougher. I'm yeah. saying that their fans are probably like top ten, but it's a away game for Seattle. Arizona's gonna have their energy of their crowd, which makes it a tougher s- scenario to play. And NFC West games are always low scoring. Let's be real. That is true. I I agree with that, but I'm I'm not, not arguing. Not this game. Seattle's gonna step on the neck. But yeah, crush the throat. I think so. I I, I know they're usually fifty points. Scoring. Well, no, it's not going to break fifty points. I didn't say it was going to break fifty points. It might. There wasn't. There wasn't an over under last week that was above forty five. I mean, it was like the NFL is low scoring right now, especially with all the buys and injuries and everything. I mean, well, yeah, because you know, two thousand seventeen has has seen a, a decrease in scoring Which every year since since two thousand fifteen is what I said. Yeah, I know. Um, I was just giving. Okay. Okay. Cool deal. Good talk. Yeah. Um, anyways. Let's go ahead and close the show with everybody's, um, you know, everybody loves to talk about Nick's favorite team, the Colts. Colts corner um, with Nick Brown. You're such an asshole. I hate you the, both. The Colts lost probably, would you say their best defensive player, Henry Anderson, is their best best defensive player? They're, I mean, their best D-lineman, obviously, but um, it's obviously a huge hit. Either way, it's a big hit for their that defense. Who actually actually was playing actually a lot better than I think people were giving them credit for too. Um, Vontae Davis, what happened, Nick? Like, what happened to Vontae Andrew Davis? Andrew Luck is happening to him. He was, but I mean, he was so good two years ago. Like, so there good. You go. It's two years ago. I, I don't know. I, I think he he's got he got zero help from the rest of his team. So as he get as he got older, shit. You know what? I don't know. I'm not gonna make excuses. He's just not the same player that he was. Um, yeah, it, the, the defense had been playing okay. Rashawn Melvin was playing a lot better than Vontae was. Um, the, he was out for the the Texans game. Colt said it was a coach's decision. He said he was hurt. And they, the Colts didn't designate him as an as an injured player, but now it just came out that he needs dick surgery and he's out for the rest of the year. <laughs> came out he needs his his labia repaired. No, um. well, yeah. So he's he needs groin surgery and he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know. I. Whatever. At, at this point, it's fine because he wasn't helping. He wasn't hurting. It was just, fuck it. Him out. He was just, graded. He was graded number eighty-four out of one fifteen uh, cornerbacks by PFF. He came into the season with a gimpy groin, and I, I don't think. Hey, 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 don't 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 say anything bad about gimpy groins. I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about gimpy groins. I think there's nothing, you know, no reason to insult anybody that has a gimpy groin is all I'm saying. That's 
you got like super aggro at that. He had a groin injury coming into this season, and they might have rushed him back, whatever. But he wasn't. He wasn't what he was the past couple of years. You're right. So I don't know. They, they might have rushed him, and maybe he just had a good Friday night and threw it out of whack or something. Um. But yeah, it just helps the Colts get a better draft pick. Mm. Maybe yeah. as so long as they go well, getting a top five draft pick. Unless unless they play Tom Savage every week, then then they'll have a lot more wins. <laughs> then you guys are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, let's let's talk about what you really don't want to talk about. Andrew Luck. They finally sent him to IR. <laughs> he he started. The season, the season was started off um, by the Colts saying that he would be back by what was it, week four? I think that's what they initially said. Um, well, uh, initially it was week one, and then October. week two, then week four, and well, then yeah, late so, October. So then... basically, a bunch of you know, I mean, a bunch of misinformation, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even want to call it bullshit. I just think that that you know everybody not everybody but there were a lot of people that were trying to force Andrew Luck to come back to come back obviously faster than he should have but you know he hasn't been healthy since September of 2015 that's the last time Andrew Luck was healthy and he's been playing decent he has been playing you're right but but he hasn't been because he hasn't played this year well, so like 16 he played okay but but, but obviously he needed but to get now right. there's but now there's right. a real but I mean now there's a real rumor and it's a rumor and whatever take it for what it's worth real that rumor. there's so a, is it fakers or rumor it's a I real know. rumor that is that a lot oh, of people shit. are discussing that it's a real possibility he doesn't play in the NFL again that he never plays another snap and you know obviously that's that's a, a big deal and, and who knows whether or not that's true who knows whether we can prove any of that's true but i mean that little bit of news that does something for me that worries me a lot more than i think people people are giving it credit for um nick what do you i mean what do you think about that um i'm still uh, i'm still obviously optimistic that he comes back and plays i'm not at this point i'm not worried that it's a career-threatening injury they shut him down for a couple months. He's not supposed to do anything for the next couple months. He's supposed to just park it on the couch and watch football or whatever. But <laughs> Can I get that injury? <laughs> I, I want that injury, please. At, at this point, I'm I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna. I mean, I, I can't put it like out of sight, out of mind because everybody and their fucking dog is gonna be talking about it for a while. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. In January, February, March, like when he does give it some effort, he he's been around to see a bunch of doctors to try and figure out what's going on. Uh, I don't know. Like, I would just we, I would just think that they would know what the fuck is going on at this point. Like, how do they not know what's going on? That's uh, like that's the point that I'm like that I really that makes zero sense to me because whenever a guy tears his you know goes out and tears acl i mean look at teddy bridgewater we somehow knew within a week i mean they knew everything that was wrong with him and i understand that it's a completely different different injury and they said that was a, a career ender too but they exactly said, they said that was that, that was my point is that yeah. they said that was a career in an injury you know he tore his acl pcl mcl i mean literally everything every and, and every sale 
But here's the thing, Nick. We yes, still sir. We still haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater come back. Okay. It's all fun and games, and, and he's, you know, we've been talking, and he's activated, and I'm excited about it. But until he actually goes out and plays, it's it's all just talk. And, I mean, I, you know, as far as, like, dynasty value for Andrew Luck, and, I mean, I, I don't know how you can tell me he's a top-five dynasty quarterback right now. I really don't. I mean, I, I can say the words he's a top-five dynasty quarterback. I know, quarterback. but I don't know how you can say that with confidence and really believe it. I mean, it as far as as far as dynasty goes – I want a guy that is going to be playing. Sorry. I want somebody that I know. You should come, apologize. I know somebody that, that come 2018 is going to be a quarterback on a team. I don't know if Andrew Luck is actually going to be playing football next year. He's going to be playing next year. I don't put oh, – I mean, until I see otherwise, I'm fully in on Luck coming back next year, and you can suck a big old fat D. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, to your point, though, about not knowing what's going on inside players, Bridgewater's teammate, Sam Bradford, is going through a similar process where they don't know what the hell is wrong with his knee, and he's seeing specialists, and they they had, um, I think James Andrews just did a, a cleanup procedure to try and figure things out or try and, you know, like, alleviate some of the issues that he's having, but it's another situation where, well, we don't know what's going on, we don't know why there's... Uh, there's still pain, the lingering pain. We don't know what's going on, so we're just going to go back in there and try and clean it up. There has been some talk that that's going to be necessary with luck, but at this point, it's all speculation and Kirk conjecture. Kirk the Vikings. <laughs> okay, random. All right. Um, I, 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 all, I, three, I, all three I, of the Vikings guys are on are off deals this year. Bradford's out. Keenum's out. Bridgewater doesn't have a fifth-year option brought up, so he would have to be brought back for some kind of money. So just random random thought from another league is that Kirk might end up a Viking or a Bronco now. I'm pretty sure Kirk can be tagged again, though, can't he? Yeah, like a transition tag. Yeah. For $80 million. Yeah, well, I think they'll do it. I don't think they're going to let Kirk walk, and not after this year. This year really has kind of proven to them that oh, fuck, our receivers are bad, but our quarterback is still really good. What's going on? We thought our quarterback was bad, and our receivers were good. So it's, it's yeah, I I, I kind of am eating my words with Kirk Cousins because, I mean, I was, like, saying that he was, he was like, going to be Nick Foles and, like, that he was just bad. But he is not bad. He is good, and he is here to stay. And I, I do think that, AJ, that somebody will make a move for him. But speaking of Sam Bradford, the Eagles traded what and got Sam Bradford? A first and a oh, the Eagles traded and got Sam Bradford. Um, no, no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm saying what? What did they trade Sam Bradford for? A first, a first and a fourth, and a fourth. Yeah, the first turned out to be Derek Barnett, and the fourth turned out to be JJ. Yeah, how's that working out for uh, for them right now? <laughs> how's that? How's that working out with them starting Case Keenum, getting the same result as if Bradford was a starter? Um, great. <laughs> all right guys i think that's uh, that's about all we have for you on today's pod um do we have any final thoughts aj would you like to start off with a final thought for today for the pod um it's a bye week for the eagles so i can give a fuck about anybody else's team uh check out the start sit article that should be posted sometime tomorrow and that's about it nick what about you uh shout out to my wife who is having a birthday tomorrow so party Happy birthday, Nick's wife. Happy birthday, I can, Mrs. Brown. I can, 
I can already tell that I like her so much more than I like you, Nick. <laughs> I can already, I, I already, just, already just know it. <laughs> tell Dwayne we said uh, hi. With that, uh, with that, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell Dad. I'll tell Dad to say hi. Yes, please do. Um, my final thoughts: uh, just, just have fun. Remember that this is all supposed to be fun. We do fantasy football. We play it because we love it, and we love football. So don't get pissed off and cuss at players on Twitter or any stupid shit like that. Just, just have fun, man. You know, um, but with that, I am Joel Davis. Um, you can find all of us at NPO two six O the Twitter handle and all of our Twitter handles there. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Party. Party. Thank you for listening to the new pod order presented by FFD. 260.